It's Monday. It's March 19th. And the word of the day is miriachit, which means a nervous disease in which the patient imitates the words they just heard. Used in the sentence... And the word of the day is miriachin, which means a nervous disease in which the patient imitates the words they just heard. All right. I feel like describing it as a nervous disease instead of a domestic policy agenda kind of poisons the well, but okay. <laughs> Did he poison a well now? I haven't checked my phone for 48 seconds. So. <laughs> no illusions. <laughs> I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we... Are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, high schoolers practice leaving school alive for a change. I'll be sick of the term blue Nami even before I hear anyone say it. And the Senate decides to deregulate piggy banks up to $250 billion in holdings. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Noah, Eli, Dodd-Frank is getting scrapped, mm -hmm. and the only rule about banks is there are no rules. <laughs> so, you guys ready to start up our apocalypse credit union yeah, that we're no, talking about? Exactly. I feel like uh, the like the first national bank, a Jesus-hating abortion, would have enough exemptions to defy the law of physics at this point. <laughs> if you want to make a deposit, you just hover across our homophobia canyon. <laughs> or you use our surprisingly badly designed app. It's weird. It's still a bank after all. Yeah. We're a bank. You'd think we would have good apps. Nope. My nope. nephew did it. <laughs> All right. Well, in our lead story tonight, we already started talking about it. The Senate voted 67-31 last week in favor of rolling back large chunks of the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act of 2010. And the result would be pretty much like it sounds. Wall Street would stop being all, you know, reformed and Main Street friendly <laughs> yep. like it is now. And most banks would no longer have rules in place to prevent the giant crash of the economy that happened in 2008. And consumers would stop being protected. That too, yeah. Uh, despite all that, the rollback bill is also called a Consumer Protection Act. <laughs> because we live in a disingenuous Orwellian hellscape. Don't we, though? So that's how it goes. Uh, sorry, Heath, I wasn't listening. I just got an email. My mortgage got approved. <laughs> yes. And I, I just got 12 mortgages for a penny. You, you got to admit, this is pretty sweet. They send you a new one every month. You get a mortgage for a penny. And you get a mortgage for a penny. <laughs> they're bundled. Yeah. That's the secret is they're bundled. <laughs> they're all good. Uh, yeah. So just to be fair, uh, I will say that there's some reasonable thinking behind a rollback of this bill, at least in theory. Yeah, sure. The idea is that the rules we put in place... After the 2008 crisis, we're a little too broad in applying to all banks, so the new system would relax regulations on smaller banks. That's the theory. Um, not the craziest notion, but the way it's being executed in the new bill is fucking stupid because they defined small banks as all the U.S. banks except 12 yes, of them. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. here at Jickamore Bank, my father was a banker. His father was a banker. <laughs> I, could, I guess you could say we make the freshest money in Jickamore Falls. <laughs> mm, fresh money. Out of the oven. <laughs> Banks make money, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. yeah so uh, under Dodd-Frank, any bank with 
$50 billion in assets or more was considered too big to fail and therefore subject to some rules about not losing shitloads of other people's money all at once and causing the economy to crash. And under the new bill, that $50 billion number would get bumped up to $250 billion, yep. which, again, means all but 12 U.S. banks are getting deregulated. And think about these numbers. Was this really a big problem for, like, mom and pop's $249 billion credit union? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, without all this red tape, they're finally going to move out of that trailer and start using folding money. All of a sudden, like, <laughs> already enormous at $40 billion. At, What the at, fuck at, are they talking about? $40 billion, about? that's only, like, the top 50 banks, the 50 largest banks. We Jesus. went from the top 50 to the top 12. And apparently they had to bring in a highly trained team of fat kids' moms so somebody could call Charles Schwab, BB&T, and American Express mid-sized financial <laughs> institutions with a straight fucking face. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, you're just big boned M and T. Now, you might be wondering, hey, I thought there were only fifty four Republicans in the Senate, and I thought Democrats got murdered by Eli's union enforcer grandpa for crossing the aisle. How did this bill get fucking sixty seven votes? Well, great question. All right, great question. Hey, if they had, you wouldn't have had to ask it. All I'm saying is George Bosnick got shit done. Still union in wait, New York. No. I gotta guess. I gotta guess. <laughs> Millions of dead illegal immigrant senators voted. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bust them right into the Senate floor. Yeah. Uh, you might also be thinking, hey, I thought pretty much all Americans, regardless of political party, don't trust banks. Why is this happening? Well, that's another great question. Um, and it's because the reason we shouldn't trust banks any further than the rules we make for them. They're in the business of profits, obviously, and they make more of those when they buy politicians. Mm -hmm. And the banks don't care which party they're from when they buy the politicians. So we had every single Republican and decent chunk of Democrats all voting to help out banks. But but they swore all this goodwill and my vote were all I needed to sway them. I called their office and left a message nobody heard and everything. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. This shouldn't be a partisan issue. Right. It's in the best interest of pretty much every American to keep banks under strict control. So in response to this, lots of people are angry about all the senators who voted in favor of the banking industry. And the excuse we got from lots of Democrats, especially, it, it, was, it was terrible. Apparently, they think the optics of working across the aisle is going to help them win their next election. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, like voters in wherever the fuck Florida are going to be saying, yeah, I love that border wall idea, but this liberal guy seems to have a nuanced understanding of the economics behind our <laughs> mid-sized banking sector. <laughs> yeah. Tough call. I don't know what to do. Just, just a quick reminder, that bank bailout in 2008 was $700 billion. I, I'm just saying you could publicly finance an awful lot of campaigns with that kind of money, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just to sum it all up, basically, Dodd-Frank says, uh, hey, can't believe we have to explain this, but no keeping bags of gasoline next to your fire pit. <laughs> and the new bill is like, okay, relax, nerd. Let's let the small and medium fire pits do what they want. What's going to happen? So, yeah, good luck, everybody. I'm going to be in Norway. <laughs> and from the futile and stupid gesture file. America's terribly abusive, off again, 
on-again relationship with guns got a wacky new youth-centric twist this week as thousands of high school students from across the country staged a nationwide walkout to protest gun violence in the wake of last month's mass shooting at a Florida high school. Uh, sorry, I should be more clear because there have been 18 more mass shootings since Parkland, one of which took place in Parkland, Kentucky. The Parkland High School <laughs> mass shooting, the one with the bald girl, she's been in the I'm, nude, bald. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not saying that they're not sincere, but if you want to impress me, your protest can't just be like doing the thing you would rather be doing anyway. <laughs> Didn't matter what the right? subject Yeah, exactly, exactly. If the three of us played Smash Brothers to protest gun violence, <laughs> nobody would be all that impressed. Well, maybe they will. Let's try it. Let's do it. We should try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I would have liked to see a little more creativity from the kids who do this. Like, I don't know. Like, And as long as they're doing futile and stupid gestures, uh, lampoon style, maybe something with like... A puppy holding an AR-15 to the head of a student, like, <laughs> this puppy will murder this kid if we don't get some gun control. Just put in a little effort. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. The truth doesn't matter. So, yeah, exactly. Get creative. Get out there. <laughs> so, like I said, this protest had all the staples of a gun control protest. Uh, impressive numbers, catchy signs, national media attention, ugly gun proponents willing to slander both victims and supporters. <laughs> but most importantly, that secret ingredient... Absolutely fucking no effect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no effect now, but at least they're doing something, which yeah. is good. I mean, they're being act like my generation had hippie parents who got like tear gassed at the March on Washington and taught us how to roll tight joints. Like we'd start <laughs> rebelling and then be like, ah, you know what? Like. We're good. This is fun with the joints and my dad. Like the baby boomers, they're gonna vote progressive forever. Yeah. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> right. This is no. gonna be great. great. Is there a pick in this joint? <laughs> <laughs> Call forward. That's hash. Right. That's hash. Now, let's be fair. It's not like you can expect a mass shooting and the resulting public opinion to result in major changes in a country where gun ownership is this common. Except in Australia where exactly that happened. <laughs> but but they have kangaroos. Well, so, right, yeah. right. He's yes, exactly. But but it would it would it's never worked in a western nation in the northern hemisphere with a population over 100 million and a medium Gini coefficient. That's the key. It's the Gini. Right. You got to get you got to rub the lamp. That's what it means. No, that's no. Nope. It but it is heartening to see a younger generation realize their voice doesn't matter at such a young age. I think it's it's nice, right? I look forward to a a bright future in a few years when these kids can head to a voting booth. Okay, well, so 40% of them head to the voting booth. And then like <laughs> 9% of those ones will vote third party, even though there's no chance that person will win. And then 1% will write in a joke like Bugs Bunny or, or something. And then 14% will vote for a monster. But I look forward <laughs> to a bright future where 16 percent of those kids <laughs> get to the fun <laughs> and with eli's very useful idea for an alternative to democracy fully hashed out for us we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor barack obama king for life there you go <laughs> nailed it first try okay well no that's, that's actually pretty, pretty well hashed that's, out that's good i win <laughs> Hi, I'm here for the interview. Uh, yeah, you're more than two hours late. Yes, I am. Yep. <sighs> All right, have a seat. Good, good. I do not like standing up. All right, so what uh, What made you decide to submit a resume with us? 
Well, my mom said if I didn't at least apply for a job, she'd stop buying pizza bagels and mm-hmm. I love see. pizza bagels. And, and, and why do you think you'd be a good fit for Puzzle and a Thunderstorm Entertainment? Uh, mostly because you guys didn't ask about felony convictions, the application. I see. Oh, and that's like right. right in my wheelhouse. Um, and, and why can't I find a decent applicant, you think? Probably because you're not using ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter? What's that? Oh, it's the smarter way to hire. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. Their innovations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. I see. And and they can send me applicants that don't list prior work experience as keeping my mouth shut about what Tony did? Yeah. In fact, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. I'm surprised you never heard of this. You realize that allowance isn't a job, right? I do not. But the right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. All right, so how do I try it? Well, right now, Skeptocrat listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. Sorry, did you say ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat? I did say exactly that. I said ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. I repeated it. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay. Then I'm, I'm going to go ahead and set your application on fire. I was hoping you would do that. That's that's ideal for me. I like the pepperoni and sausage ones. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Now it's confusing to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> On the Newswire tonight. On the <laughs> Newswire tonight. <laughs> the government of Myanmar has agreed to repatriate 374 Rohingya refugees out of the 8,000 submitted by the Bangladeshi government. Now, authorities in Myanmar blame incomplete paperwork for the 4.675% admission rate. After all, none of those motherfuckers even filled out the address line. Excuse me, ma'am, ma'am, death-drenched minefield on the border is not a proper address. I need a street <laughs> and a number. <laughs> and in more like helicanter news, a helicopter crashed into the East River in New York this week, killing five passengers. Reports say it wasn't the impact that killed them, but the 250,000 used hypodermic needles in the water... <laughs> That caused the fatality. I knew you could find the humor there, Eli. You could find the humor. In Criminals Against Humanity, President Duterte of the Philippines announced last week that he's withdrawing his country from the International Criminal Court after he realized what the International Criminal Court does. <laughs> yeah, right. See, this is the problem with voluntary courts. This is the problem you, you wind up with. Uh, the largest broadcaster in the U.S., iHeartMedia, which owns over 850 radio stations, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Thursday after accumulating over $20 billion in debt. Reasons for the bankruptcy seem to be a combination of owning 850 radio stations and 2018 being the present. <laughs> How you feel, Heath? Good? You feeling good? Feel good right I now? I do. We I do. That's clear. Ch- it used to be clear channel. Well, yeah, we don't I'm really glad they're, they're bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> In First Amendment news, radio host Alex Jones has lost all of his advertisers on YouTube, moving us ever closer to the website's original goal to consist entirely of gender fluid cats, let's plays of Minecraft. <laughs> be awesome in gun control the nra filed a lawsuit against florida last week after state lawmakers there raised the legal age for buying a rifle up to 21 
Sadly, this was easier than expected, considering all the teenagers with cold, dead hands there. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> When asked if they see the irony, the NRA responded, what? And when asked, death enablers say what? They responded, what? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Uh, Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee announced on Monday that they were all done with their investigation into Russian meddling into the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Turns out it was all a big misunderstanding. You see, when Mr. Roper heard Jack talking, it was about an actual pot for cooking, not marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Silly. In sweet, sweet justice news, farmer bro Martin Screlly has been sentenced to seven years in prison, but most importantly has lost his one-of-a-kind Wu-Tang album. The new owner (laughs) doesn't hate people with AIDS, so that's probably a good thing. Yeah. No, right, right. (laughs) Moving up. In Austin, Texas. Three package bomb explosions over the course of 10 days led to one critical injury and two fatalities. According to police, the incidents are likely all the work of a single domestic terrorist. And according to every Uber driver there, it's definitely a homeless person that was bussed into the city by those (laughs) bastards in Houston who have a whole strategy about that. That's narrow-casted, but if you've ever taken an Uber in Austin, you get it. (laughs) Um, Speaking of narrow-casted, Toys R Us announced the closure of all their U.S. and U.K. locations on Wednesday, citing the fact that nobody's shopped in one of those motherfuckers since 2003. In response to this news, area podcasters pissed on their fucking graves. (laughs) We have our reasons. It's like watching someone burn the child porn that you were in. What like, is it? It's good, <laughs> but memories. It's good to have an analogy that people can relate really to like that. So, hey, someone's in that child ready. porn. <laughs> oh, God. Chile. Who's doing the raping? Someone's doing the raping. Someone's getting the raping. Exactly. Chile oh, swears in right-wing billionaire Sebastian Piñera as president this week, leaving just one more square on my end-of-the-world bingo card before X-47 has to transport me out of this hell dimension back to my home oh i hope so uh, super league greece was suspended indefinitely from the paok football club last week after team owner ivan savitas stormed onto the pitch with a team of bodyguards and a loaded pistol on his hip to confront a referee about an offside ruling a spokesperson for paok apologized to fans for something so interesting happening during soccer <laughs> In ecology, scientists have discovered an enormous secret colony of penguins in a remote part of Antarctica. Wait a second. This just in. We killed them all and built a See the Secret Penguins theme park on their corpses. (laughs) (laughs) Little tiny penguin drumsticks that you can buy. Be adorable. And in cyber ethics, Facebook issued an apology last week after they put out a survey asking users for their opinion about... Creepy old men soliciting naked photos from children. Apparently they weren't sure what people would think. (laughs) One of the multiple choice answers they provided was, this content should be allowed on the site and I would like to see it. (laughs) Fucking what? When asked where they finally landed on pedophilia, Facebook responded, uh, angry face? (laughs) You you say first. You guys say first and we'll tell you where we landed from our survey. That's going to do it for the roundup. Stay tuned for more headlines coming up next. Someone's got to be in the pictures, is what Facebook was saying. They get it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, us. And in White Lies Are Okay and I'm White News tonight, 
American president and dark stain on the naive idealism of our forefathers, Donald Trump, demonstrated on Wednesday that he doesn't even know that knowing shit is the goal when he bragged in a fundraiser <laughs> about pulling shit out of his ass whilst negotiating with foreign leaders. Jeez, the stupidest thing that's ever happened. Oh my it's god! Close to the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was so sure this was building up to a cry for help. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah, but right. like if he had just been like, and then I lied, and and none of you stopped me. None of you. <laughs> and that's your job. That's all of your job. It's not. It's not just tell people I lie. It's to stop me because I'm the president. <laughs> So, during the speech, Trump laid out the Twitter troll theory of trade policy by recounting a conversation with Justin Trudeau in which the Canadian prime minister pushed back against Trump's repeated claims that the U.S. has a trade deficit with Canada, (laughs) to which they they don't, but to which Trump, according to himself, said, quote, according to himself, said, quote, I said, wrong, Justin, you do. I didn't even know. I had no idea. I just said, you're wrong. You know why? Because we're so stupid. <laughs> End quote. Who's on first? Wabbit season. Duck season. <laughs> we're all having a stroke. <laughs> now, perhaps the most bizarre consequence of this thing was the bullshit Euroboros that Sarah Huckabee Sanders found herself trapped in when she had to lie to cover up for the truth that Trump told about the lie that Trump told about the truth that Trudeau told about the lie that Trump told. (laughs) She did so by pretending math was an agent of the deep state and claiming that the U.S. did, in fact, have a trade deficit with Canada when you add in timber and energy. (laughs) Which, right, it's not even remotely true, but there's no general metric of, like, trade minus timber and energy so what the fuck are you adding that to when you take the whole number and then add timber and energy in again maybe (laughs) yeah and every number is smaller than whatever the fuck you want it to be smaller than if you're allowed to just (laughs) make stuff up and subtract it right I feel like SHS is a third act evil robot, right? Like Trump yeah. never lies, but Trump said he lied, but Trump <laughs> malfunction, malfunction. And then we did it, son. <laughs> New York Times walks away holding hands with CNN. Yeah, right. Oh, I hope this is the third act. Now, I, I-, I want to close this with a warning because so far... Canada's been super cool about all this Trump shit, but that can't last forever. And if you've ever been around when the quiet lady at work snapped, you're going to understand my fear that when you reach the end of Canadian patience, it goes straight to unleashing the fucking White Walkers. (laughs) Yeah, the last thing we'll ever read is a bombing pamphlet that just says, sorry. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were asking for it. Next up in headlines, we have an update on the ongoing story about the secret shoppers that keep going into the White House, ordering a beer and firing cabinet staff when they don't ask for ID. It's a it's a weird system, granted, but we're pretty sure that's what's happening because it's the only way to explain the job turnover in the Trump administration being about the same as a TGI Fridays. <laughs> okay, I challenge you to find anyone working at the White House with half the spirit and charm of a Friday server, Heathleton. Well, <laughs> but, but where the analogy really breaks down, though, is that the TGI Fridays can just bring in equally qualified people. <laughs> I mean, at this point, the White House is just walking around the salad bar asking if any of the customers knows how to make an ultimate mango Mai Tai. <laughs> I know exactly how to make that. I bet you do. <laughs> 12 hours in a candy bar. <laughs> 
I order it all the time. All right. So, so uh, the latest dropout from the Electoral College administration is Andrew McCabe, who was fired last week from his job as the deputy director of the FBI two days before his retirement, because we live in a real-life movie trope, apparently. And it appears he was fired for investigating stuff federally within a bureau. It's, yeah, it's right, really hard right. to say. There's a report, but according to the White House... Nobody can see it right now, but it's a real report. It's just a report. We would just say report. It's a report. <laughs> yeah, they're literally saying at this point, oh, we have good reasons for firing him right now, but they're invisible. Right? When he fires McMaster, he'll say he's got a memo that you can only see if you really believe in it. <laughs> I got to admit, though, I think putting that gold watch on a reel and then snatching it away as he was walking down the hall, that was unnecessary. Unnecessary. It really, really was, Yeah. Yeah, the memo's like they can't pee if somebody's looking. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Okay, so according to unnamed sources, the firing might have something to do with McCabe not investigating Hillary Clinton and her, her foundation hard enough. But I actually have another theory. Um, so we learned last week that McCabe filed memos after all his meetings with Donald Trump. Hmm. And as we all know, any record of Trump's words uh, tend to include some... Pretty damning stuff. Maybe not a full admission of sexual assault like the Billy Bush tape, but probably something bad about the Comey firing in or the case of these memos. Maybe a full admission of sexual assault. Too. You don't know. Or or the time that Trump asked him who he voted for. <laughs> yes. So I have a funny feeling this is just an attempt to make it look like McCabe is spiteful towards Trump in advance of those memos going public. And no, that does not make any sense considering the nature of evidence and the nature of the time dimension. But Trump's an idiot who genuinely doesn't have a full grasp on how that stuff works. So, no. Yeah, right. Luckily for him, so are his supporters who are now like, look, everyone fucks a porn star and negotiates with Kim Jong-un now and then. It's the tan suits that are a problem. <laughs> <laughs> what do I believe? What do I think I believe? <laughs> right? Right? What do I think right now about me? <laughs> I guess I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. Ding, ding. And uh, one last detail. Unlike the super classy firing tweet that Rex Tillerson got the week before, McCabe learned about his termination when he saw it on the news. That's how he does it with FBI so, agents. Yeah. yeah, that was fun <laughs> for him. Uh, to be fair, though, if he'd been checking his phone about a minute earlier than that news, he would have seen a very professional termination email from Jeff Sessions. And it looks like Sessions himself might only be on the payroll long enough to fire a few more people and then get fired himself because the administration is run by a Batman villain. That it is. Uh, more like a Nickelodeon original movie villain. Don't come for the <laughs> penguin like that. He's disabled. <laughs> I just I, I find it really interesting that the guy who made himself famous being a callous businessman in fake boardrooms turns out to not actually have the balls to tell somebody they're fired. <laughs> yeah. And finally tonight, in good dish news, in a stunning upset, Democrat Connor Lamb won an incredibly close special election in Pennsylvania's 18th congressional district by just six. 127 votes this week, beating out Republican candidate Rick Saccone in a deeply conservative district that Donald Trump carried by 20 points in 2016. Yeah, but that actually might have been 19 points. 
Uh, Jill Stein just needs like eight billion more dollars on Kickstarter, <laughs> and she will check that by hand. One, make two. sure it wasn't nineteen. Three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what's Connor Lamb's secret? Being a Republican. Well. Yes, that's right. <laughs> this ardent Second Amendment supporting anti-abortion Democrat who has already said he won't support Nancy Pelosi as Democratic leader if a blue wave sweeps the House in 2018 used a clever combination of uh, putting a D next to his name so people like me would vote for him and being a total piece of shit so that people in the Rust Belt would vote for him <laughs> to secure the victory. Yeah, it, it, but look, normally I'm not a huge fan of dinos, but at this point... I get it, right? If, if Caligula promises not to prematurely quash the House Intelligence investigation, I'll take an equine chief of staff. I don't care. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Well, uh, <laughs> fortunately, the Swiss cheese-shaped district with every black person in Pennsylvania isn't a thing anymore. So Lamb and all the other reps are going to have to figure out a reasonable area to run in next time. And uh, maybe the Democrats can run Democrats. Yeah, oh, we'll find we can out. hope. And look, while this candidate is certainly one more in a disappointing line of Demopublicans that are the natural result of a democracy created by forcing the rulers to pretend they're like the ruled, it is a good sign for Democrats in the approach midterm elections. I mean, look, with these numbers, a hope and a dream, the Democratic Party could start a devastating campaign of half measures and compromise by Thanksgiving. <laughs> Especially if their supporters give up eight months before the election. That's the key. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, what's that? Sure. Trans people are half a person now. You got it. Um. Oh, and... Uh... <laughs> I thought you were going to end the episode with just, ah, uh, uh, and that's going to do it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. And that's going to do it for episode 68. <laughs> thanks to No Illusions. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, hurtful. and sent us feedback <laughs> on skipped. the other various okay. internets. Okay. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. I'm not voting now. Thanks to Eli Bosnick, too. <laughs> Fine. Uh, quick announcement also. We are not going to be back as normally scheduled for our next episode. We're going to be in Oklahoma City doing the AA conference. Very excited about that. But Woo! we will be back the following episode. House. Four weeks. House. <laughs> don't give him lupus, Eli. Don't give him lupus. We will. We have yet to discuss it fully as a cast. Nope. <laughs> and rescinded the thank you to Eli. And if you find the naive <laughs> stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Jude. Hurtful. Tuck Frump. Nicholas, Johan, Gamblepuddy, Devon, Osfern, Splendin, Schlitter, <laughs> Kraskenbon, <laughs> Fry, Laurent, Matthew, the Norwegian <laughs> Anaconda, Nick, Gilbert, Frobnob, Elven Engineer, Theron Dragon, Fog Lover, and Greg, whose amazing vaginas and dicks provide adventure and excitement that even a Jedi craves. <laughs> Especially Greg. And with- Especially Greg for having a name like Greg. <laughs> yeah, he kind of fucked it up at the end. <laughs> and Come on, Greg. Greg. Come on, Greg. D up. <laughs> Get it crazy. A more Get it crazy, Boo. Greg. Boo, Greg. Three, Boo. two, one. Improv with us, Greg. Three, two, one. We know you're listening in your car. Come on, Greg. Come on. Give me a profession. Greg, you're a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent, like those fine people and Greg. Boo. If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy. 
and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Voting also, for thanks, squares. Greg and Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Greg, he's like, you know, it's been a hard day, but I just love the Skeptocrat. Time to pop in my favorite pop. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, they're booing my name. They're booing my name. No, I'm actually Greg the Second, but he passed away this weekend, so I was just <laughs> trying to brighten up my Monday. I mean, I'm sorry, are we going to fuck with somebody other than Johan Gamble Putty, Devon Osfern, Splendon, Schlitter, Cross, and Boom Free? He's like, fuck, I'm Greg Gamble. Gamble putty, Devon Osborne, Slendon, Slitter, Cross. I should have put that in. So stupid. My fucking brother got all this credit. Yo, I hate Johan. He always does this. Johan always steals my fucking thunder. Again. Now Johan's driving. You know, it's a family name, and I had a hard time in high school, and I just thought, these guys are cool, right? They're not going to make it a sing. Oh, boy. It's okay, Johan. Just drive through the white, white mountains to your tiny, tiny workstation. Listen to your three best friends making jokes about their faraway land. Have you guys heard Blue Nami yet? No, what's Blue Nami? It's a sushi place for the for the blue wave that's coming. I I, I honestly I haven't heard it yet. I just I know that that's coming. The Blue Nami for the 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 twenty eighteen midterms. midterms. Yeah. I'm okay. into it now. I, now I uh, want to start saying it. I, I like it. I'm, I'm less likely to vote Democrat now because of that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't want a Blue Nami. That's pretty awful. I'm busy that Tuesday. All right, <laughs> they're all the same. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.